Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a holistic nurse practitioner, and I'm here to tell you that your body can heal. I've healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my 20s. I've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. This podcast is for patients, practitioners, and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. You know, that's a great question. Uh, as a child, I was intuitive, but this was not really on my radar. I think I had a little bit of an intuition on certain things, Yeah, but I, like many people, ended up looking at what others around me were doing or what the syllabus said or what the quote unquote right path was to guide myself rather than trusting that energy and that intuition inside me. And since I've rediscovered that in the past few years, I've my life has done a complete 180 and I feel like I'm in such a better place and so much more where I'm meant to be than where I was checking the boxes in life that I should be checking. I've seen your journey transform and expand as well. And you're just, I say this, I mean this well, like just more and more energetic every day, not in the sense of like, you have more energy, like you could run more miles, but like you're more integrated with your energy body and you're just like glowing and so bright. And I'm so glad you're here sharing all of this wonderful knowledge with us. Yeah. Okay. I want to break down some relatable examples and I know you have some to what we do every day that involves energy like electrolytes or grounding. Um, Can you give a couple examples for people who are like, all right, so energy, high school chemistry, it's beneficial in adult life, but like, what about the everyday? Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Inspire Health by Jen podcast. I am so excited to join you this week. I have my dear friend and client Carly here with me. She's an ex-corporate market researcher at the director level for over two decades for the largest social media company you could probably think of. Carly once told me, even though what she was doing for so long in the corporate world was backed by science, it felt empty. Carly has answered the call to serve and help others heal. She's a mama. She's an integrative nutrition health coach. She's energy healing certified. She has intuitive certifications, breath work, meditation certifications. She literally does it all. She's healed her body from autoimmunity. And we met first many, many years ago for an energy healing session. And Carly and I have worked together in my functional medicine courses and my business mastermind, and she's completed the energy healing certification as well. She's the perfect person to give you a testimony for where spirit and science meet about how energy healing has shifted and healed her life and demystifying it and bringing the research to it for us. I am so excited for you to learn from Carly today. So welcome to the show, Carly. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Ah, well... I am super excited to dive in. I know you have a ton of your knowledge prepared and ready to share with us. And so on the topic of demystifying energy healing, I mean, 
how for people who are like, all right, I'm going to listen to this because like I have a friend that told me it's kind of real. I still think it's woo or I don't know if it could help my healing journey. Like what can you tell us something tangible, relatable about energy that we could dip our toes into? Yeah. So I think the concept of energy, like you said, feels really out there and woo, but we've all felt it. And I think that's what we really want to talk through today is that it's not it's not as far out there as we think it is. We've all felt it. We've all walked into a room when someone's been arguing and we're like, whoa, what happened here? <laughs> Something's off in this room. We've all been near a romantic interest where you just get close to them and you feel like you're buzzing a little bit because you're in their energy or your child is upset. And even even if you're not in the same room as them, you can feel their energy and you can feel that connection to them. Um, you know, we get a hug from a loved one. It's not just the physical touch. It's just being near them. Um, and then my personal one, uh, is my poor dog. When I get really stressed out, she gets sick (laughs) and it took me a few years to realize it, but, um, she's, I'm her person. And sometimes when I get really stressed out, she doesn't feel so good. So that's my kind of personal one that I've realized lately, Uh, but we've all felt these things. And why do you think this is like, like even just walking into a room when you said walking into a room where someone has been arguing, like there was no evidence of it, but you can tell like what's happening energetically, scientifically in physics here. Yeah. So we all have what is called a biofield. And so we have this energetic field around us that we can't see with the human eye, but it's scientifically measurable. And it's the interaction of those biofields that we kind of feel. Um, and, you know, I also think people are more intuitive than they think they are. And yeah. we don't always trust that intuition and that inner knowing. So I think it's a little bit of both. Have you ever heard the saying, I know you have, I'm putting you on the spot, that energy is everything. And it sounds like woo woo, but like at a subatomic level, can you break down what energy is? Absolutely. So Let's all go back to high school chemistry. We all had to learn about atoms and how they worked in the periodic table. But when you think about it, atoms are made of electronically charged particles. You have a nucleus that's made out of protons, positively charged particles, and neutrons. And you have negatively charged particles and electrons orbiting it. So at the base level of all matter, including our bodies, We've got a positive and negative charge, which is an energetic charge. Not to mention the fact that ions are created when electrons jump from one atom to the next, which is part of how our body works, which we'll get into in a little bit. But the base level, our bodies and all matter for that matter, pun not intended, are energy. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about myself five, 10, maybe even 15 years ago. And if you would have told me, that I would believe in this and practice this, having taken the science and then put it in, combining it with spirit and practicing it, I would have told you you're crazy. So what? tell me about your background a little bit, Carly. Like, Did you come from this world? Was this normal to you as a kid? And what is it like using energy and knowing about energy now in your adult life? You know, that's a great question. Uh, as a child, I was intuitive. But this was not really on my radar. I think I had a little bit of an intuition on certain things. But I, like many people, ended up looking at what 
others around me were doing or what the syllabus said or what the quote unquote right path was to guide myself rather than trusting that energy and that intuition inside me. And since I've rediscovered that in the past few years, I've, my life has done a complete 180 and I feel like I'm in such a better place and so much more where I'm meant to be than where I was checking the boxes in life that I should be checking. Hey friends, are you feeling the call to learn more about using energy medicine to heal yourself and maybe even others? I have an opportunity for you to become energy healing trademark certified in February of 2024. So this energy healing trademark certification is the second through the fourth of February. And this was last offered over 18 months ago. So there's an online preparation course plus three days of live training. That's either online and on zoom, or you can come join in Kansas city in studio. So this training is for healers, healies, and plain old humans who are looking to go deeper into energy healing for their own healing first and foremost, the healing of their children, their partner, their families, the healing of their clients. This all-inclusive training will equip you to understand the fundamentals of energy healing and my custom divine methodology gifted to me by the spirit that really grew my business. After this training, you will be ready to understand how available energy really is for you to heal your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual ailments. And after this training, you will be ready to run your own healing business or even just a bedtime routine with your kiddos from this container together. This is for you. If you're ready to shift your entire way of healing and feeling on this earth, this training will sell out. Payment plans are available. And what you'll learn in this training bit by bit is how to access and utilize intuition, how to access and utilize spirit guides, how to access and utilize the Holy spirit in your body, how to access and understand your spiritual gifts. What is energy medicine? The history of energy healers on earth. What is required of a healer? How to read the energy body chakras, meridians, how to perform energy healing on yourself first and foremost, and then energy healing on another person. This training includes five various methods, including Jen's signature healing method, which was gifted to me by the spirit without ever being trained. And it truly, truly works. We go over energy healing for kids, the business of energy healing. It includes an energy healing workbook and to obtain certification, you must go through the online portion and the live training to have this registered trademark certification. So this is it this year, my friends, we have this year to shift, to heal, to grow, to evolve into the person our soul sent us here to be on this earth. So do something to honor the divine blueprint for your life right away in the new year, whether it's this energy healing certification or not, I need you to step forward. As they say, a rising tide lifts all boats in the harbor. I am here in this energetic ocean with you. So let's evolve. You can find the training info and details in the link in the show notes. You can find the full training and then you also can just find the online portion for when the training sells out or if you just want to dip your toes in. But just a friendly reminder, if you buy just the course, you will need to complete the in-person certification or on Zoom to have the energy healing certified trademark. I've seen your journey transform and expand as well. And you're just 
I say this, I mean this well, like just more and more energetic every day, not in the sense of like you have more energy, like you could run more miles, but like you're more integrated with your energy body and you're just like glowing and so bright. And I'm so glad you're here sharing all of this wonderful knowledge with us. Yeah. Okay. I want to break down some relatable examples. And I know you have some to what we do every day that involves energy, like electrolytes or grounding. Um, Can you give a couple examples for people who are like, all right, so energy, high school chemistry, it's beneficial in adult life, but like, what about the everyday? Yeah. Laying on an energy healing table or meditation floor to receive benefits or understand it. Absolutely. So the answer is no, you don't. That's one way to release trapped trauma and we'll get there in a little bit. But, you know, this biofield we have around us has been around for a while. It was identified in Western culture in the 1600s, first um, studied in the 1930s, a lot of study in the mid 20th century on the biofield. But also in Eastern culture, it's understood as the idea of chi or prana. And it's something that's conceptually been around for a long time. And even some photography, if you've ever been to a fair and you're like, oh, let's photograph for aura, that's technically what it's measuring is your biofield. Yeah. So that's a very woo thing that is actually measuring something that exists around our bodies. Now, biologically, if we take it out of the realm of the unseen, our body uses electrical impulses all the time. Our nervous system sends shots of electricity up and down our spine to tell our body to do certain things, to communicate. You prick your finger, it's that electrical signal that goes to your brain to tell you you better get a Band-Aid. Your heart needs electrical currents to pump, which is probably what we all think of when we think of electricity in the body because there's electrocardiograms that measure our heart activity. Uh, But also even at a micro level, there are charged particles and ions are what open and close our cell membranes via electrolytes so that our bodies can get rid of waste and bring in additional fuel. So let's take the example of electrolytes, for example. We need those to shift the current between the cells to regulate our chemical reactions in our body, et cetera. Now, electrolytes, we're talking about sodium, magnesium, chloride, a lot of minerals. But um, Jen's favorite way to get electrolytes is to have lemon water first thing in the morning. And um, so what that does is that just puts a little bit of electrolytes in your body, jump starts all your cells, be like, hey, wake up, we got work to do, and get your body going for the day, among other benefits. When I think about lemon water, I think of the kind of ubiquitous science fair experiment that we've probably all seen, where you take a lemon and you stick two conductors in it, and you can measure the current that's going from the one electrode to the other electrode. So what it's doing is it's using the lemon water and the minerals in the lemon to send a current through the lemon. But that's the same thing that's happening in your body, just in your body instead of in a Petri dish at a science fair I've never actually done the lemon experience, but I've done the frog one, which was really grotesque and traumatic in itself where we kill the frog in the lab and then put its poor little muscle and send it. Yeah. So 
I'm like having flashbacks of my not so enjoyable science experiments, but the, the lemons, wow, what a nice, why didn't we just use lemons? <laughs> good energy. But so, I mean, symptomless clients, have you had your lemon water today? I mean, think about that. You're what Carly explained with the experiment, like there's electricity, you can drink electricity, you can drink energy, you can drink voltage to help yourself get going. Mm-hmm. What about like grounding and the sun? Like what can would, like Earth's battery do for us in understanding energy? Yeah, absolutely. So grounding, we talk about being grounded and that's a kind of esoteric term, but it's also a physical term. If you put your bare body, your feet, or if you want to lay them down in the backyard, go for it. Not right now, because as you can see behind me, it's snowing and that would be a little cold, at least for me. Some people are braver than I. But you basically are allowing your body to rebalance itself using the Earth's free electrons. So the Earth has more free electrons and is more ionized than the human body. And so when you connect with it, your body can rebalance and grab some of those additional ions that it needs to operate and come back into balance. And then with vitamin D, think of the fire in the sky, huge source of energy, the sun, the photons that we get from UVB rays, our body absorbs those, turns them into vitamin D, which then also helps reduce the inflammation, which crazyly enough is Latin, comes from a Latin root that means to set on fire. So we're taking the fire in the sky, turning it into photons that then help reduce inflammation in our body, which I just think is really cool. Divine design. Yes. Anyone listening at this point is surprised that you have decades of experience in research. I mean, I'm just like, this is so good, Carly. Okay. I love that we're starting to shift because I know you could talk, your research is so deep and so vast, like on energy, you can talk about like the universe, lemons, the earth, Let's shift a little bit into health and wellness. So like the vitamin D and the lemon water. And so what does the idea of energy mean for healing our bodies? And feel free to use your personal life as well. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, let's start with what you mentioned in a few episodes ago, talking about trauma and how adverse child events and the trauma from those can impact illness. We already talked in a previous episode about how that's correlated. Well, that trauma can come from one major event or it can come from little events, which, as you also mentioned in that episode, big T trauma versus little T trauma. Um, But I think what when we talk in that in terms of energy is, is that those traumas can push our nervous system beyond its own ability to regulate itself. So as those traumas accumulate, your body has a harder time regulating its own emotions, whether it's in a hyper-aroused state or whether it's in a more depressed, under-aroused state in the nervous system. So that's one way the trauma is connected to the nervous system directly and really regulates a lot of how we function in our day-to-day life. With a dysregulated nervous system, I can tell you from experience, I was at my corporate job working really long hours, trying to be a mom of toddlers. And my system was in hyper arousal and overdrive. And it wasn't until I came to energy healing that I was really able to work that through. I had done the sauna and the chiropractic and the vagal nerve stimulation and all of that. But 
it was when I got through some energy healing that I was really able to reset my nervous system. So that's my personal anecdotal piece of evidence. And what did energy healing do for you in that instance, Carly? Like I can say for me, it helped me connect to my own emotions that I don't always want to. Um, What was it for you that energy healing made available? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that when we have traumas in the moment, it's too hard for us to process them, work through them, resolve them, let them go, give forgiveness if there was anyone else involved, those sorts of things. And so in doing so, we push them down in our subconscious and we try not to look at them. But when we do that over time, that accumulation unfortunately affects our body and not only our energetic system, but also the rest of our health. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But in doing that, it helped me clear the muck because to me, that's muck. It's extra stuff that you don't want to look at, but you need to in order to clear it. And so it allows us to look at it in a very safe and supported way and allows us to let it go and move it out of the body. And because I know you personally and from working with you, you're very intuitive. When you started your energy healing journey, you mentioned like in some intuition as a kiddo, like what did you become aware of and became available for you of your energetic and intuitive gifts? That's a good question. I think I started listening more. Mm. I think it started with listening where I was able to notice a trigger, for example, or the fact that I was hyper aroused and working till midnight because I had a lot of work to do. And I felt my nervous system was just pushing me to do more and more work. It allowed me to start to listen and say like, Hey, maybe you should go to bed. It's 10 o'clock. Don't, don't keep working. It also allowed me to listen to more of the day-to-day triggers that may be completely unrelated to current life, but that were coming from a place from the past that I hadn't reconciled yet and become that observer. Yeah. Hmm. That is so good because we both know, but I want to speak to those listening that, so we're talking about trauma, right? So trauma is an energy. And if you think of an energy, it's it's an emotion, which is just an energy in motion. We get these things stored up and stuck up in our bodies and it can happen generationally, correct? And then I would love to hear you talk on Carly with all your knowledge and research and how energy transcends across generations from like grandparents to parents to children and then where and how in the body and what does that mean of where it stores for our health? Absolutely. So. When we talk about trauma, there's been a lot of research done about intergenerational trauma where they, for example, take a mouse and they say they ring a bell and they shock the mouse's feet. And then they breed that mouse and four or five generations down the line, they will ring the bell and the mouse will react as if it's getting shocked, but it is not getting shocked. And so even if in our current generation, we haven't suffered the levels of trauma that our ancestors have, it's still part of our wiring and how we operate day to day. So fortunately or unfortunately, all of our trauma that we have isn't always ours. And in order to release that, we have to kind of rewire how we approach and think things. And so that's where that observer effect comes in, where 
you can observe what's happening without reacting to it and then make a choice that may be different than you would normally. I would like to offer a personal care on this for this generational trauma as an example. So when I started healing my body from chronic illness and all my like gifts came online, my intuition, and I was interested in energy and angels and like all these things, I was terrified to talk about it. And it was like, I was like, well, I know the the faith community that I'm in won't accept me. The church I go to, the friends, like I, I felt like I could not talk about it. After years and years of doing a lot of trauma clearing from my body, it's now, it's like the only thing I want to talk about because it's become safe to my nervous system. You'll hear people call this the witch wound. Um, it's generational trauma of like women, you know, we're herbalists and energy healers and priestesses and really wise women in, in the society that when someone was sick, you would take the sick person to these women and they would essentially work their quote unquote magic. And then at the time of the Roman empire, that wasn't so cool. And so as women with these magical intuitions and knowledge of food to heal the body, like, you know, we've all heard anyone in, in functional medicine is like, Oh, you're a witch doctor. You're this, you're that. But that's because this has been programmed from a paradigm into our bodies. And now we're afraid. So I'm assuming at least a few people listening to this will resonate with that, but you are safe. It is 2024 and thank goodness. Yeah. Some people might not agree with you, but you're not going to get burned at the stake. Your family is going to be okay and you won't get persecuted for your viewpoints anymore. So that is how I understand generational trauma. And I'm curious, Carly, on your understanding of how it gets stored in the body and then what that can do later on. Absolutely. So when we have certain emotions, there is research that proves that those emotions get stored in particular areas of the body. So anger is felt in different areas of the body than grief or sadness, for example. And this is true, not just in Western cultures or English speaking cultures, but in different languages and different regions of the world. So the study was done all over and the patterns by emotion were very similar, which shows that our body processes emotions in a very similar pattern, just as humans, regardless of the social context. So interestingly with that is that there's also been research that measures the biofield in different areas of the body and the frequencies and where, where a little bit of current is a little bit more than maybe other parts of the body. And generally speaking, those areas go up and down the spine, which is in Eastern culture, where we would talk about it being the chakra system. And where those chakras line up is actually where the current is felt a little bit more. So that's interesting, too, where there's a little bit of scientific proof for the chakras and how that is kind of a part of our energetic system. And so each chakra or energy center corresponds to an organ system or a body part. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's definitely some anecdotal knowledge on that where the, for example, your throat chakra, this one's really clear because it relates to our speaking and our ability to speak our truth, but it also relates to your thyroid gland or sore throats, TMJ, those sorts of issues can be related to that area. And so when someone has an energy or a trauma, is it like anything in childhood gets stored here or like, I mean, how does the body in your research or theory or understanding Carly, like why does it store where it stores and 
how can we wrap our head around like some people might be storing it in their thyroid and some people might have it in their root? Well, in my experience, that's really different for everyone. And it relates to how that person has processed the trauma via their emotions. So obviously I'm a researcher, but I have not done formal research on this. But for example, clients who feel like they can't speak their truth, they tend to be tight in the throat, or that's where they tend to when we go into a somatic experience and they look in their body and they see, okay, what part of my body is calling for me to pay attention to it right now? That's where we'll go. Or if someone is worried about their identity or has um, confidence issues, sometimes it's in the gut. It's in that solar plexus chakra where it has to do with identity and confidence and our power. So in my experience, it's correlated with that for sure. I'm curious if you have any research or knowledge on, other than my personal experience and what I've seen in clients, on what comes first, the energy or the physical body. When my, I was always a pretty confident kid growing up, like my mom and sister would say I was bossy. I'd say confident and a leader. Um, I always had like that gusto about me. And then when my physical body started to break down, I was, I started to become shocked. Um, I was having a lot of gut issues, like you said, in that confidence area. And I started to be like really surprised at how insecure I was over like little things that used to, I, I just was like, who am I? Why am I shelling up? Why am I wanting to hide? Why do I feel like I'm not in my power? Can you speak to that at all? Yeah. I actually don't have a really good answer for that. Um, I think the way, the way I like to look at that is, is that we probably have a trauma and through that trauma, we experience an emotion and we're not quite ready to process the emotion yet. Mm -hmm. We're not either, we're either not capable. We're not in a safe environment. We, are being told something else from someone else that allows us to not process it or to invalidate that emotion. And so because we can't really work through it, it, we then kind of bring it in and keep it close to our vest, keep it until we're ready. And so depending on what that emotion is, can then correlate to where in the body you put it and then where in the body you have physical sensations or issues or conditions as a result. It's like my, my bank account of energy and trap trauma, just from bossy little child to adult who all of a sudden didn't feel confident and had chronic illness, like just kind of piled up somehow. Yeah, absolutely. And it was for me, energy healing that really started to help me heal, clear and release. So how, what is then energy healing used in like a medical practice or a healing art studio or one-on-one with, with someone like a coach? Yeah. So energy healing, again, sounds very vague and esoteric, but really it's when we use the mind and the body to connect and heal trauma that's stored within the body. So we're really trying to connect our mind with what's happening, happening physically and processing, not in a literal sense, but we're using a somatic practice of really paying attention to our body to process those emotions and move them out. 
Um, and, you know, there's different types of energy healing that most people have heard of. Acupuncture is one example. And, you know, there's proven clinical effects, especially around habits and anxiety and a number of different things that people have really seen results with with acupuncture. And interesting enough, with, from a scientific standpoint, there's research out there that shows that the skin conductivity at the acupuncture points is maybe higher than other areas. So when we're talking about energetic systems, there's research that proves that those points are particularly sensitive energetically versus not, which is just kind of mind blowing and cool. And then you also have, really cool. yeah. It's like, who and, figured that out? Like, it was like measuring and knew where to put the needles and like the first people who ever discovered chakras. Like I'm just blown away at, at all the things we know. And then all the things we don't know as well. Okay. So what were you saying about the that? truth on everything? <laughs> so what was it about the points? Yeah. That you were saying. Oh, um, I just think the conductivity piece of the skin around those points is really cool. Another thing that we might be familiar with is EMDR or tapping, which are both energy psychotherapy approaches that can help treat physiological issues. And those are, you know, tapping different points on the body that line up with the body's energetic system, also known as the meridian system, that can help also help release trauma in a similar manner. So there's a lot of energy healing approaches out there. I think we just don't always think of them all in the same umbrella. Yeah. Or we don't think of, we may think, oh, if my friend did that, that was really cool. She had results, but we don't think of them as energy healing. Okay. Well, I want to put um, the certification and program that you did a couple of years ago um, through my business. I want to put it up against all of your research and all of your science. So how can you explain the energy healing method that you're certified in and how I teach it and like how it relates to all of this vast and deep information and research that you have. Yeah. So what I love about your method is it's really client led and it's active. So with something like acupuncture, you basically receive the treatment, but you're not actively involved in it. Typically EMDR and tapping some, you are in those sorts of environments, but with, Gen session is really about tuning into your body. So the way it works is as coaches and providers of these sessions, as guides, we have a client, get them comfortable, help them get into a very relaxed state where their brain waves are more relaxed, more receptive, and they can really tune into their bodies. And then what we do is we help the client observe their body, listen to it, find places in the body that might be holding tension or discomfort. And then we guide the client to, we investigate a little bit, I guess is the best way to say it. We look at that area. How does it feel? What is it asking for? Do you have a memory or a color or something along the lines that represents what you're feeling in that area? And then there's different techniques. We help to move it out. Breath work techniques, visualization, and what it's really all designed to do is to identify those spots of tension in the body and relieve and release them. And on a quantum physics level, do you have any background or information on how this might work? If like, it sounds like, oh, so I'm just lying there and breathing and I'm thinking about stuff, but like scientifically, what can be going on? Hmm. Be like in the realm of quantum physics. 
Okay, so let me start this part over. Yeah, so when we think of quantum physics, there's the idea of the observer effect, which I already mentioned. And the idea is, is that when we observe something, we can change the outcome of it. There's a famous experiment called the double slit experiment. You can look it up. It's fascinating. But one of the outcomes of that set of experiments is that when you observe particles flying through the air, the outcome changes just based on the fact that you're observing them. And so what that tells me and what I think of when I guide my clients through these things is that they are witnessing something that has gone and processed, isn't quite, they weren't ready for, but they've observed this thing they needed to observe. And in doing so, they've changed the outcome of the physicality of their body and of their emotional experience in doing so. I could not agree more. <laughs> I know, but that's why you're on the podcast because I wanted to talk to you and allow other people <laughs> to hear this conversation. And it put in other words, like Carly's going to bring all the data and all the facts in an experiential way through the energy healing that I've done on myself and had other practitioners do with me. It's like the thing that like really screwed me up for a while or like really hurt me or really weighed me down or really made me sick or really made me throw tight or really made me insecure. When you observe it and when you're in this Delta, Gamma, whatever brainwave you're in and you're relaxed and you're seeing this from another point of view. It's like the outcome that happened didn't actually, it, it happened, but it changes the way it affected your body. And it doesn't, it feels like it didn't actually happen because you're seeing it from this observer, from this quantum perspective that sounds like there's a whole lot of data around that. I'm just like blown away, but it really does work. And so if you're thinking right now, okay, I mean, you could do this. You could just do energy healing on yourself right now. Think about a scenario, but there's, there's something about someone else holding space um, either a, a group or a one-on-one -on -one person and you surrendering into the somatic nervous system experience, like magic really happens. It really does. There are things that I would think of from the past that would irk me and they'd get in my head and I would ruminate on them. And through our sessions and then just the change in mindset and approach that's come out of it, in me being able to look at things differently and resolve those things myself, I can think about those sorts of things from my past and not even trigger them. It's, it's not, that, yeah, it's not that they didn't happen. It's more that there's like no emotional attachment to those things anymore. And yeah. uh, I think that's the trick. And that's the great thing about this is that we all have these sorts of experiences, but if you have a bucket full of these experiences and you haven't started taking a cup and dumping out the bucket, it's going to be really uncomfortable. But once you start taking that cup and saying, okay, this energy healing session, the body's going to lead us to the throat or the body's going to lead us to our creative center or our sense of security. You take, every time you do that, you take a cup and you dump it out of the bucket. And then eventually what's in the bucket and the bottom of the bucket is just a little bit here and there of maybe things that you didn't even realize were an issue, but then you're able to process them. And as you have experienced it with support over time, it becomes so much easier to just be the observer of your own life every day and identify your triggers. You're like, oh, wait, that shouldn't have bugged me that much. Why did it bug me that much? Okay. Oh, that's why. Right. And then you can do it to yourself without having to be in the hands of someone to hold you. Although that's always super fun, even as you go. 
I think having, just like you said, like learn, it's like training wheels, getting some sessions yeah. or just, and sometimes there's some really big stuff that honestly your nervous system may possibly not be able to move on your own. And it's going to take where two or more are gathered. And what I've learned, and I'm feeling it right now, my body now talks to me. It's like, I've done so many energy healing sessions with with practitioners and with myself that now it's just an instant thing. My throat right now is like, I'm like, Oh, I got something around here later. I need to clear apparently, or maybe I just need to open up on this podcast and like share more of anything that I might be holding back or ask more questions or whatever it may be And your, your body for me at least. And Carly, I'd love to hear how it works for you. Now my body just gives me these little signals. I'm like, all right, throw what's up. And you know, we kind of talk, it's like parts work like, oh, well, I'm feeling kind of like, you're not allowing me to say what I want to say. And maybe you might sound silly or whatever it is in the instance. And then you work through that. And then instantly the body part feels more relaxed. So then it has better function, better blood flow. And then you prevent disease. Like really are in my two cents for anyone who cares. I really believe that all of our disease starts in our energy field, starts in our biofield, and then trickles down because these things are, these energies are interacting with us, coming at us, and then they get trapped. What's it like for you, Carly? Similar. I think that for me, it's, I, I think that for me, the way my body talks to me is through a knowing and it's typically something that I don't want to do that it needs to support it. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> um, for example, I'm really sensitive to food as is are a lot of people in your community. And some days I just want the thing that I want within the realms of what's not going to irritate my Hashimoto's or my lipedema or all these other things. And my body is just clear as if you don't want to feel physically and emotionally down, then you have to make the choice to support your body in that way. So it's almost a knowing of what I need to do, but my human sometimes wanting the emotional support of having the chips with the salt on them. Yeah, girl. <laughs> to, to that, which is also another way we can support ourselves emotionally. So it's really a balance between listening to what the body needs in the moment to process the emotion so you don't store it, but also listening to the body when it's saying, Hey, you know, you stored this, let's think about it so that it doesn't cause any further damage or take you back to a place that you've been that really wasn't good for you. Yeah. Oh, so good. And Carly, this is, tell us about your work with clients. So you are talking about nutrition, energy healing, like who is the man or woman or client that you serve who like, what is their avatar? And then how do you serve them and what modalities? And for those who are listening, that feel super connected to you. What can you share? Yeah. So I, my mission is to help women rediscover and reclaim their connection to their body and their spirit. I mentioned a little bit previously on my background, but being in an academic achiever and checking the boxes and getting the corporate job and being successful in that life. I got to where I thought I wanted to be and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel like I had arrived where I wanted to be. And my body was telling me that I did not want to be there. I was swollen all the time, exhausted, 
just not in a great place. And I, through exploring all this health and wellness pieces, nutrition, the energy healing, the mindset work, and just the self-reflection and the inner work, I think there's a lot of women out there that don't even think that life can be more. And I want them to know that it can be. It can be more peaceful, joyful, full of things that they're interested in. And I want to help them get there and to not feel burdened by maybe things that have happened in the past or maybe be able to think differently about their circumstances and really have a life that lights them up and feel connected to spirit and and really have a life where they feel connected to that spirit inside of them. Connor, you really have walked the walk and you really do talk the talk. Like you've used your intuition, integrative nutrition, functional medicine. You've used energy healing, the inner work, the reflection to get you from a place from as long as I've known you that you didn't love where you're at when I met you. And now you're in this really beautiful place and have this booming business and clients are ready to work with you. And I know you can serve a ton of women listening to this podcast. So how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, they can find me at carlywoodswellness.com or on Instagram at Carly M. Woods or Facebook at just Carly Woods Wellness. And like, what might they say? Like, Hey, Carly, like I heard the podcast. It was really good. I want to work with you. Are, are they able to start nutrition only energy healing only is the journey a mixture can people go about picking what they want to do with you it's a little bit of choose your own adventure i do offer a free 30 minute connection call because i think it's important for the clients to get to know me and me to get to know them before anyone has to make any sort of a commitment and from there we can decide where we want to go if we want to go straight into energy healing, or if we want to do some coaching, I think the best way is really a combination of both so that we can, so we can work through some of the things together and ultimately come up with a place that can support, you know, where she wants to go. Amazing. It's so good. For those listening on a closing note, can you leave us with Carly a few tangible, everyday energy healing tips, tools, practices, things to begin to demystify energy healing or just energy in someone's life and help them improve their health and well-being. If there's one thing that you can do, I would say start trying to observe yourself. Take a pause. Think about what's going on. Even if you're in the middle of being a mom and there's chaos around you, What's going on in the moment? What do I feel in my body? What is my brain telling me? And do I, what do I think the meaning of this is? And what is spirit telling me that I need to, that I need to do as a result of it? I think that alone can help us get out of our heads and out of the stories that we tell each other and get ourselves set up to a place where we we're connected with it in a way that can be fruitful. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then if you need more, you can reach out to Carly. You can connect with her on social media. I'll put all of her links in the show notes. And Carly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
I'm so glad that you got to experience my friend and former client, Carly. She is a depth and a reservoir of research and knowledge. And what we want you to get and take away from this episode is like, if you're just a regular old gal or guy and you know, something's intriguing you about this energy healing and it's for all faiths, backgrounds, religions, creeds, colors. It, all of us are energy. All of us are soul living in a human body. And if you are living with symptoms in your body or a life that doesn't appease you at the moment and you haven't tried doing the energetic work, diving into energy healing, meeting with other people who can support you in this way. We just want to encourage you today. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If this show is serving you and inspiring you, could you do me a really quick favor? Just pause this here in a moment and go to Spotify or iTunes platform. And if it resonates, leave the show a five-star review, tell us in a sentence or less what you're loving about this show. And then you also can go to the show notes and check out the podcast topic request form. If you have a question for me or a topic you'd like me to cover, I'd be more than happy to look at your request and prepare an episode. And until next week, my friends stay well, and we'll see you soon.